You know what time it is. It's 9 to 5 with Gavin and Mike. In this episode, we'll be joined by a guest coach and we'll be sharing tips for avoiding burnout, plus things you can do if or when you start to feel burnout. But before we do that, drop the intro. Konnichiwa. My name is Gavin Masumiya. Nice to see you. I'm a mindset coach based out of West LA. And I'm Mike Ahiri. Yahime. I'm a transformation life coach from London. These recordings are short, sharp, sweet snippets of insight for anybody hustling a nine to five. That's right. You can tune into them on your way to work, on your lunch break, or on your way home after a long day I'm the type of person that kind of like goals, 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 right? I'm like an all or nothing guy. And, and something I struggle with is burnout. And today in this deep dive, we're going to be talking about it. So without further ado, let me get the 20 minute timer started and we'll get the perspective of Gavin and our guest who will introduce to you in a moment. So 20 minutes deep dive starting from now. Mm, burnout. I mean, just from, from experience, it is something that I, I definitely have faced with and it's, there's, it comes with a lot of uh, lethargy. And, um, you know, when I would face it the most, actually, was there was a place where I would, I would bust my ass pretty much with in activities that didn't actually bring that much meaning for me. And so I definitely have encountered times of being burnt out, um, doing things that I do enjoy. Like my biggest times of burnout was when I burned myself to the floor and I wasn't, my heart wasn't fully into it as well. Mm. And so I think there is something to be said that I can, I have more endurance. I can still burn out, but I have a lot more endurance when I'm really interested and passionate and bring a lot of meaning into the things that I do. Mm. Um, but yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. Okay. So doing stuff that you're passionate about lets you go on for longer, but you, you still experience that burnout if you're not yeah. sort of aware of. Yeah. Okay. Um, we should probably introduce our guest. Who have we got sitting right next to you there, Gavin? We got Umong right here. We just had an amazing uh, retreat this weekend. So Umong, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from? Yeah. So I'm Umong Dave, originally from San Francisco. I am being bi-coastal at the moment, San Francisco, Atlanta, and here I am, LA. We just ran a mindful masculinity workshop. Um, the way we met was through a mutual friend. We both wanted to talk a lot about, you know, what we see in the world for masculinity and femininity. And the world uh, really has a lot of judgment and, about being a man and a woman in the world, as well as the energy of masculine and feminine. They relate to being a man and a woman. So I am a relationships coach uh, and I focus on intimacy, sexuality, emotional intelligence, uh, communication, and um yeah, my journey has basically been, uh, you know, started with burnout, basically. Yeah, I was okay. a management consultant. I was earning a six-figure salary. I was traveling Monday, uh, you know, I, I, was, I was staying in a hotel bed four days a week and in my home for three days a week and uh, working all day. And we would skip dinner or lunch, like eating while we're doing it. Uh, and, you know, it was just so deflating because it just felt like there was no sense of replenishment no sense of like fulfillment within me and so I would come not full not filled and empty into my work and uh, it was not my passion and I didn't see the impact of my work the way that I wanted to and so that leads me to do a lot of work on myself um, now I am 
helping others who are stuck in a burnout lifestyle, especially in the tech world in San Francisco, men and women. And uh, the the key, and you know, we can talk about this more, but from my perspective with masculine and feminine is to get in touch with your feminine side. That is the fuel that allows the car to move forward. So your, your car, you could be a Lamborghini, right? And you have a lot of horsepower, but if you run out of fuel, then you're just a box taking up space and you just don't have the energy. Um, and so we, I help people balance those energies uh, within okay. their work, especially when the corporate world is so masculine. Well, okay, well, this is, this is so synchronistic and thank you for joining us today because you've just told us that you're someone who's come from that corporate world, right? Nine to five. And, and what Gavin and I do in this channel, nine to five with Gavin and Mike, is we appeal to a lot of people who are in nine to five jobs, right? Working corporate jobs. And as you've just told us, you can experience burnout. And, and I was going to ask you what the implications of that burnout was, but you said that you, you, you're going into work sort of not filled. You weren't sure of what your impact was in the world and how you were contributing. And, and then you talked about a solution, which is to get in touch with the feminine. So for some of our viewers who might not really understand what that means, right. how can you expel what that means in a very pragmatic and practical way that some of our viewers yeah. and listeners can understand? Yeah, and, and this, this, this beautiful uh, and relates again to, uh, you know, our corporate mentality, right? Which is that, you know, we stay up late a lot as a society. Mm. So if you only never slept, you know the consequence is not going to be good. Because whenever mm. you're awake, you will be unproductive, you will be moody, you'll be irritable, you will be depressed, you'll be anxious, uh, you won't be able to feel good. And mm. similarly, the feminine side is that of rejuvenation, of self-care, of feeling, of softening, of receiving, and... Uh, that is where the power then comes. So when you have a really mm. great night of sleep, then you can be very productive throughout the day. And it's mm. not something that you just do once in a while, just because you have to, you have to be consistently focused on rejuvenation so that you never get to that place where you're empty and then having to still keep going. Totally. And that's, yeah, that's so powerful. So being consistent with that rejuvenation and that rest, I think that's really some practical advice, something that I can take on for myself, because I, I was just telling Gavin before we started this recording that I'm the type of person that will just go, 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 and then suddenly realize I need a rest. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways that sort of come back and, and bitten me in the ass was when I used to, um, I had a, a, I moved from one job to the next. And during that sort of transition, I was sort of working, 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 working to the point where I said, man, I just need a break. I literally said that. And when I got into my new line of work, I literally had a break in the form of breaking my ankle, right? Mm -hmm. Now, those two things might seem unrelated, but I, I kind of feel like I attracted that, that reality to myself. Literally broke my ankle. I was out of action for like two, three months on crutches waiting for my ankle to, to heal. I literally had a break. Uh, and I think doing that consistent practice of, as you say, getting in touch with the feminine, self-care, rejuvenation on a consistent and regular basis would help. And I just want to bring Gavin into this and just ask, ask you, Gavin, like, what are some of your experiences with, with burnout and how have you dealt with them? Yeah, you know, I would say that when it comes to burnout, I didn't have set clear boundaries you know, when I'm going to actually stop working or when I'm going to stop focusing on a, a client back then, because I was working with kids back then, this is where I had the most burnout. And there's a lot of repetition when you're working in the field of ABA and social services, 
of these kids that you have to keep repeating different types of behaviors and interventions for them to eventually catch on to it. And I was with this really aggressive kid of the most difficult kid in the whole company. I'll, I could, I'll say very confidently, he was, he had a lot of uh, emotional disturbance as well. And so it was much deeper than applied behavioral analysis can really treat in my opinion. Um, and so I didn't work out as much because right? I'm like, I'm too tired or dang, uh, I don't got enough time. And so these little justifications, as minor as it is, I'm going to take this day off from the gym. We all know the power of momentum, whether we mo momentum upwards or we mo momentum downwards, if we're going to look from a place of duality, right? And so that space is when I start to compromise and justify not doing things that actually fill my cup up and trusting my my like body like oh dude you're tired and so right now actually it's the opposite in the sense where i'm in the best shape of my life and just two weeks ago i've been going to the gym very consistently and i was tired one time and i ended up just deciding that i'm gonna go to the gym again at night and my body was just saying though you're it's exhausted though it's exhausted and so my mind was just like, no, no, I could do this. I could do this. And I pushed through. I ignored what my body was telling me. And the next day, like, I, I couldn't. I, it was so hard for me to get out of bed. I was burnt out because I just kept pushing my body. And so it's interesting, but it's the same mechanism from which when I was in social services, mm -hmm. when I ignored this sense of this feeling like, dude, I'm so exhausted. Mm. I'm lacking the meaning, and I don't trust that. Mm. And so, Interesting. okay, I, I, yeah. So I'm curious to know. So, okay, so you said so you, you just told us about two experiences where your body was telling you that you were burning out, and some of the some of the ways that that transpired was like in your last job when you're working with this really difficult kid, you it made you miss some other important things like going to the gym, right? So you was like, no, I'm going to push through, but it meant that you had to miss some other important things, which were part of this rejuvenation that Uman's been talking yeah. about. And then in this case here, where your body was telling you you're exhausted, but you still kind of pushed through and ignored it for the sake of trying to stick to your, to your goals. So, so what, how do you use that information moving forward? How, how do you incorporate what Umong said about getting consistent rejuvenation and rest and your experiences to make sure that moving forward, you don't experience those same sorts of burnout? Well, I think that it is really valuable to actually know what burnout feels like. So although, I mean, I do, in a way, invite people to, it's good to test your limits to see where, where your, your kind of limits are and where you break. And so I think that's a very good, so you know where that threshold is. And you can actually develop more muscle around that while incorporating more self-care strategies. So one, I'm so grateful that I, that I know what burnout feels like, for one. I know how hard it needs to push. And so for me, one of my challenges that's really big, though, is is getting a consistent amount of, of sleep where, you know, I don't have the blue lighting at night. Um, and so at night, before I go to sleep, I, I have my airplane mode and night mode. And so I'm not getting any, any vibrations, any notifications until the morning when I decide to do that. So that has helped me. Um, I'm still working through it, you know, like with my, I still get, have bouts where I can get burnt out and, um, meditation really helps me, you know, my box mm -hmm. breathing, it helps me mm -hmm. to really slow down. Mm. Um, so just remembering when I just start reacting and I notice that I'm on edge more, even though I'm lethargic, I'm still on edge. 
it's an indicator for me that I'm not performing opt optimally. I don't cater to my clients as powerfully as I can. And so that alone, when I just notice myself getting, even on the road, I don't usually get road rage. Just that's a clear indicator for me. It's like, I'm, there's something, there's something, there's something that needs to be modified. So for me, I'm getting better at just finding these indicators when I get pissed off more. Mm. Or and okay, I that's a, rationalizing, not doing yeah. things I know to do. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. So I, I love the fact that you said that you know you still get burnout, but also that you you have an appreciation of the awareness of having the burnout. So you're, you you've had the burnout, but you're sort of using that experience to your benefit, right? To to expand your self awareness, and I guess this is what this is all about, right? All three of us are coaches, and 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 what we try to help our clients do is expand their self-awareness so that they can move forward and take responsibility yeah. for their actions and, and decide how they want to move forward with that expanded self-awareness. So for you to say, Hey, I, you know, I still experience burnout and actually the burnout that I did experience was of benefit to me because I can learn from it. I think that's so key. So, you know, if anyone watching yeah. this is experiencing burnout or has experienced burnout or will experience burnout just to, just to you know be gentle with it and, and see it as a good thing that hey this is something that i'm now aware of now what can i do moving forward and we've just had some some very useful tips such as uh, yeah rejuvenating getting good rest um scheduling time in to make sure that you're you're taking care of your body so that you don't experience it but just also being mindful of what your burnout patterns are yeah, and I want to add one thing. So we, you know, this is really great discussion. And I want to also mention that we've been talking about the body and mm. that is, there's a lot of energy physically that's important for people to show up the way that we want to. Mm. But there's a whole component of what drives humans, right? Which is the emotion, which is energy in motion. Uh, and that can really uh, be like food. It's, it's nourishment, it's nutrition to have a sense of connection with our body, a connection with emotions that we maybe avoid normally, uh, a, a place to have space to process and just do nothing. So a lot of, you know, things are, so like, for example, Gavin, when you're taking action to work out, that's a positive self-care thing. You can see it as that's going to help you be more energetic, right? But it's action-oriented versus the feminine, which is the energy of reception, which is to not do things, but just sit and feel and think and rest, right? Mm -hmm. And so there are times where I feel very guilty doing that, or used to feel even more so. Even now, I feel guilty doing that because we all want to succeed. We all have a drive. We all, But we have to have that rest stop right mm. where we can actually mm. just feel things and so mm. a lot of times journaling meditation uh and really connection connection with others helps where it's like it's not about a goal mm -hmm. right it's not about like okay i'm, I'm going to do a networking event that's not the connection i'm talking about right it's just connecting as humans and, and feeling mm. together expressing emotion and listening from that emotional place that is so nourishing that it could, and in the corporate workplace, for most people who are nine to five, that's uh, looked down upon. Mm. You know? And you don't, you don't want to talk about too many personal things. And so you talk about very surface layer things. How was your day? Oh, it was great. Blah, blah. But you don't actually get to the meat of conversation that nourishes you and your soul. Mm. And so mm. that's the other side of it is that we could also approach it from uh, a mindful place of what's actually happening underneath when I'm feeling that burnout, you know, and, and what is actually 
the suffering that's being caused there. And the, I, I feel that the suffering is not feeling the emotion, even if it's mm -hmm. sadness, grief, pain, loneliness, if you don't feel it, then you're suffering. Mm -hmm. but if you feel it, then you allow it to integrate in. And then it, and then the body responds with the right chemicals, neurotransmitters to actually create the opposite feeling so whenever i've had a really good cry which has been really tough for me as a guy right but when i'm now able to have that and just sit and feel listen to music be in my bed like just not wanting to get up and just cry then after that i feel so beautiful it's like a storm passes through and then there's silence i love that and i can really i can really dig what you're saying now about sort of the masculine and the feminine because the, the, those polarities the masculine is very projective right it's very will focused action oriented like you said whereas the feminine is more receptive right and that's that that involves sort of relaxing and being receptive to the emotions that are coming up like you said as opposed to 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 doing something to try and have a different um action to to what you would normally be doing but rather just to like relax and be receptive and 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 observe what's going on so i can really understand what you're saying there the masculine and the feminine there's also one more thing which is control versus surrender so mm. normally we want to control our life we want mm. to control our situation our body etc but that can get really tiring mm. and then there's the other side of surrendering to what is which is this energy that's bigger than us this this environment that we don't have control over so just allowing yourself to surrender like you're on a river going whichever way knowing that you're going down the right path is so healing because then mm. you can actually control and focus and have energy when you need to mm. rather than all the time i love it yeah. and we've, we've got four minutes left and i just want to get your perspective umar on, on how do you schedule in consistent rest periods yeah so i think that's that's the formula that everyone has to find their own so it's a formula versus feel thing again the formula it's like how do you consistently schedule that's a masculine way of approaching which right. is great which is needed because a lot of times you're like it's 12 o'clock i need to go eat boom right but sometimes you may not be hungry right at 12 o'clock but you will be hungry at one o'clock so having the mindfulness to actually feel into your desire in the moment so like when you said i'm gonna go work out that was your mind and your masculine saying this is the right thing but your body was telling you otherwise. And so being able to listen to that and not make it wrong is also important. Now you don't want to indulge too much in that, but most people I would gather, we go in the masculine because the world is run in the feeling of masculine, especially nine to five corporate jobs, right? So it's your, they're not going to focus on your self-care and healing. That's up to you and taking responsibility. So maybe we balance the two a little bit more and listen to the other side and then see what happens. Yeah, you may feel guilty at first. You may feel like less productive at first, but over time you'll be more happier, more fulfilled and more creative. I love that. And we're just going to, as Gavin says, tie this up with a nice little bow. And if I can get each of you to just say one thing, one piece of advice that you could give to, yeah. to our viewers or listeners that, that would help them with burnout, what would you say? One thing I would say is create a self-care menu, right? Mm -hmm. Because when we get burnt out, it's easy to gra grab those bags of hot Cheetos when we're tired and we're not feeling good about ourselves. And it just further reinforces this perpetuating mouse wheel of feeling like shit. And so by being conscious of creating some type of uh, mental contrasting, right? So if then like, so if I start to feel really tired in my body, I'm going to do some box breathing that the Navy SEALs do, you know? And so the menu is a way of the then, if certain circumstances happen, like for me, like I said, with uh, driving, 
when I'm experiencing anger because I don't know this person, he cut me off. When that happens, I'm going to take a deep breath and actually do box breathing while I'm driving. Okay. So I would say create a self-care menu that you can always go back to. And um, yeah, that's a re restaurant that will really nourish you. <laughs> I love that. I love the analogy. Thank you, Gavin. Umar, one piece of advice you could give to our listeners yeah. and viewers. I think, yeah, it's really important to just build a lot of time, whether it's one day that you're just not going to focus on anything else but yourself or a few hours in a day at the end of the day before you go on to the rest of your evening where you don't plan anything at all. And then maybe you go to the self-care menu and you decide what feels good to me in this moment. And it's all pre-selected as healthy or nourishing for mm -hmm. you rather than go to your unhealthy behaviors. Uh, and then that way you're building in that time for self-care exactly what you need, but it's not formulaic. It's based on in that moment what you need. Mm. But, but still scheduling a time to do that. Is that what you're saying? Right. You got to have the structure. Otherwise, mm -hmm. right. you'll feel that moment when you need to perform to go to mm -hmm. sleep. Gotcha. And that's, that's again, balancing the masculine and feminine, mm -hmm. right? The masculine is very much, this is the time I'm going to do it. They will focus but in that time. You're being receptive and surrendering to whatever comes up in that yeah. moment. I love it. Cool. And, and my one piece of advice is, is just something that Gavin touched on before, which is just being self-aware right just having the presence of mind to recognize when you're experiencing burnout to listen to your body listen to what it's telling you and then do something about it before you experience that burnout so get yourself a, a self-care menu go to that restaurant get the nourishment scheduling in the time during <laughs> scheduling in the time during the day or during the week in which you can just surrender and, and just see what comes up for you in that moment and just continue to be self-aware and uh We've done really well. We've got like 20 seconds to go, but I think, you know, <laughs> we had a bit of a discussion before we started. So I think we'll wrap up there. And thank you so much to Umang for joining us. Uh, we'll leave some details in, in, in the comment section or in the captions where you can find Umang. Um, but otherwise, if you Boom. guys, yeah, if you guys dig nine to five with Gavin and Mike, be sure to like, comment, subscribe. And wherever you are in the world right now, good morning, good evening.